welcome to Faith Community Church of Indianapolis. We pray that you are blessed by this message from Faith Community Church. To learn more about Faith Community Church, please visit us at FCCIndianapolis.com. I better get it first or I'll never get it back. Um, hi, some of you haven't met yet, but um, I'm Scott. It's my wife, Bridget. Um, we have a ministry called Touch of Fire Ministries, and uh, this church has always been behind us since the very, very beginning. Um, and just to give you an update, I guess, on what, on what God is doing in Costa Rica, I'll share just a couple of quick testimonies. It's kind of fun to have a few minutes, um, so we'll try to entertain you. Um, but I guess I want to say first, really, how much we appreciate, you know, this church and even individuals in this church that, that um, support us with prayer and with finances, um, the finances that come in help with so many things. We have uh, children that come to our school for free. We, we use the funds to buy books. I mean, there's, the list goes on and on. Um, but God is really doing some pretty amazing things down there. We've gone from, we're halfway through our fourth year of our school that we started with just five students. And uh, we're at 71 right now. I just did the math this morning. We're at 71 students. Um, so we've gone from 5 to 71 in three and a half years. We don't have space um, in most of our, our grades. We call them learning centers. Um, we're just, we're at capacity. And so um, I'll share with you at the end what I guess you guys could pray for us about. Um, but I want Bridget to share some of the testimonies of the cool things that are happening down there. Well, you know, it's hard for us because he wants to talk and I want to talk and there are so many things to say. Um, but it's, it's really an honor and a privilege to be down there. And I have to tell you, it is a dark corner of the world. It really, really is. And you wouldn't think so. I mean, I wouldn't have thought so. But it's, um, you know, there's so much. And, and for those of you who've heard me say this before, I know you're thinking, you know, okay, again, again. But for those of you who don't know, um, you know, in our school, with 71 students, there are really only three or four Christian families, and that's with the addition of the two or three that joined up in the last three weeks of our quarter um, before we came to the United States for a visit. So, um, you know, there's there's always an opportunity to share about who Jesus is, and, and they don't know. I have to tell you, uh, we divide the, the students on Friday morning when we do a chapel service, and I have the, the littles. I have pre-K students, kindergarten, and grades one, two, and three. And I have to tell you, it blows my mind to learn that, that they don't even know, like, you know, foundational things. Like, nobody ever taught them, you know, Jesus loves me, this I know. I mean, even I, as a, as a young, you know, just as a little girl, knew kind of the fundamentals, you know. Um, but these kids, they really have no uh, foundation in Christianity whatsoever. Their parents are Buddhist. Their parents think that trees are really living. And, and I mean, not just living in the sense that, you know, they're, they're plants, but, but like they're alive and they have thoughts and feelings. And, and you know, we, we should talk nicely to the tree because, you know, it's, it's giving us life. People who walk around barefoot all the time because they want to be connected to the earth's energy so that they can be grounded, and, you know, I'm not making fun of them. My heart goes out to them. But sometimes, to be really honest with you, when you're completely surrounded by those kinds of mindsets and those ways of living, it can, it can make you, um, you know, if I'm really honest, sometimes I think, gosh, just, just wake up. I mean, come on. You think that trees are alive. You know, you think that stones have energy. You know, all these different things. But 
when I sit back and I look at it, that's why God sent us there. Because we have an opportunity to share Jesus with all of these children. I mean, people send their children to our school. People that, that have, you know, no love for God, no caring for God. You know, they don't think twice about him. But you know what? When their kids hear about Jesus... And when they feel the love of God through Scott and I and through the teachers that work with us, they love him. I mean, they're sold, right? They have no problem, you know, praying and giving their lives to him. So it's, it's really an amazing privilege. It's not an easy life, but it's, it's really an amazing privilege. And you should know it's like it's neat because the curriculum we use, it has like Bible scriptures in it, and it'll be like, Okay, let's count when the animals went into the ark two by two. So two elephants, two this. Okay, so there's six animals in the picture. Like it totally puts God's word into the curriculum. You know, Isaac could get up and tell us all about some of the stuff at the older levels, him and Abby. But, um, so it's neat because the word of God goes home with them when they have homework. And so the parents have to read these Bible scriptures. And we've had them before scratch out things and, 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 and parents say, we will worship trees or whatever, the moon or the stars, like not Jesus um, we've actually, don't think it's all roses. I mean, we've had this really scientific guy. I mean, he's like, I'm pulling my kids out of that school. You guys, it's too much. It's too much God. There's a new guy that's moving into town. He's like Russian and he's got all, or Ukrainian or I don't know, some Eastern European country. And they've got really deep pockets and they're buying up a whole bunch of the town and they're going to start a new school, a liberal school, because we're too religious, you know, to bring the competition. And so it's neat, though, because the things that are happening in these kids' lives, as Bridget said, they're getting saved. They're, they're, they're crying out for God. We had a, she shared about her chapel service. We had a chapel service a couple weeks ago, and it was really cool. Um, we've got, like, a, a guy who used to be a Texas Rangers baseball player, a pro baseball player, um, and he's retired. And so he's down there, and he, he leads the band. And Ben is like, he kind of, it's cool how God uses him because he's kind of like a preppy hippie. I don't know. I mean, he always wears a bandana, and he's just, he's just funny. He beatboxes. Y'all know what beatboxing is? I don't know how to do it. He's like, he does that with the kids. It's really fun. And so the kids love him, you know. And so anyway, I did this service a couple weeks ago. Ben couldn't be there. So I put this song on by Bethel, Bethel TV, and it's just this awesome song. Bridget was listening to it. So I pulled it up, and it was 17 minutes long, and it's really this anointed worship song. And I put a dry erase board up in the middle of the room. And I told him, I said, I want you to begin to learn how to hear God's voice. And I want you to write on the whiteboard whatever you hear God speaking to your heart. In the first 10 minutes, nothing. You know, they just sat there. But then one would go up and wrote something on the board. And, well, God is the holder of my future, wrote one boy who, was it before or after that? His parents or his mom and the, and the, the dad or, or stepdad got a, or, or split up. I think it was right after that, and he, and he wrote on the board, God is the holder of my future. You know, and they, so by the time the song was done, the board was just filled with all kinds of things that these kids were writing. And so it's, it was just really neat to see how he's moving in them. Um, you know, many times, though, I just always think, when I get frustrated with the parents, where's John? John, when I get frustrated with the parents, um, you know, I always think about, I, I, God is good. He helps to open my eyes so I can see their spiritual condition and just how sad and lonely their lives are, or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, so many adults in our community are actually addicted to recreational drugs. Uh, it's not uncommon for them to do cocaine. Uh, there are lots of wild parties and, um, you know, lots of swinging. I won't define it, but swinging, you know, among married couples, that sort of thing. It's just not uncommon. Um, 
marriage is really under attack. I know everywhere, but really in our community, it's not uncommon. You know, it's said by many people that, you know, you can come down married and your marriage lasts about three or four years, but you usually end up divorcing and one of the spouses stays and one goes back to their home country, wherever that may be. And it's not uncommon. It happens all the time. There's a lot of adult, there's a lot of adultery and, you know, people that have affairs and, um, it's, it's just very acceptable. You know, you're just supposed to do what feels good, right? And what feels right. And so, um, you know, parents come to pick up their kids drunk sometimes. It's not uncommon for them to drive their kids, you know, home from school up the mountain on the side of a cliff, you know, being under the influence of alcohol. It's just a very, <laughs> it's a very, very different way to live. You know, I feel like we came from, uh, you know, a happy Indiana Christian Indiana bubble, you know, where it's not hard to find somebody who's a believer. You know, there's always one in every crowd and, and there's just lots of comfort in that. Um, but you go to a place like that, and wow, you see the need. And, and it really makes this really special because this, I know you might feel like, gosh, you know, we're a few in number. Who knows what the future holds? But it makes this and what you guys have here very, very special. And even what you have as a part of this body of Christ, you know, I heard I heard the Holy Spirit speaking through our pastor this morning. I knew when I heard the change in your voice when you came up after the worship, I thought, okay, you know, the Spirit of God began to speak through the man of God of the house, and there's another man of God in this house right over here working together side by side to pray for you and to see to your spiritual needs. And I want you to know it's very special to be filled with the Holy Ghost and to welcome the presence of God in this place. It doesn't happen everywhere. It doesn't even really happen to the same degree in our neck of the woods. Um, and, and we have a special body of Christ. It's a special church, people from all kinds of different backgrounds, ranging from those who believe we shouldn't sing at all or have music to those who, you know, get up and dance in the aisles. You know, we got a, a wide range of people, and it's a very special place. But I want you to know, let me encourage you and speak a word to you that this is a special place that you can come to. And I know these, these men and women, and Gina too, who's not here, and others of you too that may not be, you know, the pastor. There are so many of you. You're open to what the Holy Spirit wants to do and what he wants to say. And that's so special. So you can come to church and you can expect to hear a fresh word from God. You can expect to hear what the Holy Spirit's saying right now. And that's special. So hold on to that. I believe, Scott and I believe, the Lord has shown us that, that something similar is getting ready to happen in our area. Um, there's a gentleman who is the father of two, he's a father of three sons, but two of their sons come to our school and he owns, when we moved to town, this is a man I was afraid of. We were trying to, you know, branch out and go to all the social events. And, and this was a man that he frightened me. And I'm being funny, but I'm not being funny. He's really tall, and he's cussing like a sailor. And he's, you know, maybe drunk, maybe high, because most parents come to events that way, you know, drunk or high. And you, and you always know because, you know, you just know. But anyway, he is the, the owner of the biggest bar restaurant, most popular down there on the coast, called the Jolly Roger. And Storm, who we found out his real name is Daniel, has gotten saved and he's come to the Lord. And it's so funny because 
he's he's become a part of our lives and you know we've been reaching out to him and he's been you know sucking the very life out of us um you just wanting to know more about God and and like I said there's not he's coming out of the world that I'm talking to you about the world of recreational drugs he said to us a few weeks ago he said you guys really have no idea he said you have no idea how many grown-ups how many adults in this community are just totally addicted to various kinds of, of recreational drugs, cocaine. I'm not very, you know, up on all that terminology, but he's like, you know, you don't understand what I come from. And we've had ideas about that whole world that's down there with us, but, you know, obviously we're not in the middle of it. Um, but his life is amazing. I mean, we talked to him about, you know, he needs to get full of the Holy Ghost and with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. So he has that dunamis power that he spoke about in his life so that he can overcome the addictions, right, Kenny? So that he can be strong to do everything that God's calling him to do. Okay, my turn. And so like, so like a couple weeks, no, this is like a couple months ago. Um, he was down, he came over to our house, and like, so we were talking, and we were praying, and many of you know Will and Amy Osgood, and, and they were down visiting, and, and so anyway, so Storm came over, and we just had a really nice time, and, and the kids went off, and they were playing, and whatever, and so we just prayed together, and it was a really special prayer time, and we, Bridget really felt to minister to him about being filled with the Holy Spirit, so he was like, okay, okay, you know, listening, and just taking it all in, and we find out like a week or two later, he has the best chicken wings you've ever had in your life. They're, the wings are so good at the bar, Jolly Roger. I can't even tell you. But anyway, he has to, the, the truck can't get to the bar, the chicken delivery truck, because it's straight up the side of a mountain. So every day he has to bring all the chicken wing trash down the hill and then meet the chicken wing guy at the soccer field to take the new wings up to the restaurant every day. So he told us that he was driving down the hill from the restaurant, and he was so frustrated. His marriage is a mess. I mean, there's so much going on in his life. And he goes, God, whatever you have for me, I want. And he said, my car was filled like, with electricity. He was like the best drug I ever had. We're like, that's the Holy Ghost. It was so awesome. And so anyway, then like oh, the day before we came back here, he came back over to the house, and, and we were there, and actually Will and Amy were down visiting again, and, um, and we prayed for him, and he got filled with the Holy Spirit and started praying in other tongues. It was, it was just like, woo! And so he's, he's messed up. <laughs> he's so messed up. Okay, what? But you have no idea. I mean, this man, you know, he's just a big guy with a booming, loud voice. And he used to be one of those shock jocks on the ah. rate. In Boston, it is so funny. You know, we have parents that come into the office all the time, and that's another cool thing. We feel like we're pastors there, yeah. you know, of, of this North American white gringo community. You know, they come to the office and, and, and Ticos, but we pray for them and, you know, try to minister to them and lead them to Jesus and all those good things. There's amazing things that happen. But anyway, so one morning, this new parent was in our office when Storm, the guy who just got saved, was in our office, and he was just not really part of the conversation, but he heard his voice. And he said, I know you. I know your voice. You're that shock jock from Boston, from the Boston area. And he just, like, put his head down. He was, like, you know, like, ashamed, you know, that he had been that way and lived that life. And he was, like, he, he was like, well, that was my former life. But I have to tell you, the change in this man, and we just believe that, you know, he has an influence in that realm, in that sphere, that he you know, just has an influence in that community that we don't necessarily have. We've kind of marked ourselves, you know, we're the Christian school, um, and happy and pleased and privileged to be that way. But he has, but he has this 
you know, this, this realm of influence, right, um, amongst this group of people. And we are just believing God that people are going to see his life. He said to us not too long ago, you know, I've wondered, should I, you know, get out of the restaurant business because I have a bar. And he's like, you have no idea the things that have happened after hours at my bar and, you know, the awful things that I've done and been a part of. And, and we just really felt to share with him, you know, you need to stay where you are and people are going to see your life. And they're going to be convinced that Jesus is real. I mean, if Jesus can save storm, then he can do anything. I really believe it's going to be, a, a, it is a big testimony. And there are people that just don't know what to do with it. And it's so cool. Yeah. And people are starting to see it in them, you know. And I'll just, I'll give you one other story about the kids. Like what, what's happening in the kids? You know, the Bible says that foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod will drive it far from him. And as kids, we all know that. And it, you guys, these kids that we have, it's, they're, they're really amazing. We've got so many different personalities, and there's more drama in the kindergarten room than any other room. And we have this lady, and she's really sweet. She's like the lunch lady. She prepares meals and all this. And the other day, just to show you how, how, how these kids, how kids can be, these two boys connived. They came up with a plan, and they went up, and they caught, went up to the counter, and they asked the lunch lady, could I have a glass of water? And she turned around to go get him a glass of water. And while one was getting a glass of water, the other one stole gum out of her thing. I mean, and it was just like, it was just crazy. And the, when the teachers found out, I mean, man, they were so mad. And it's just neat, though. The boys were, I mean, they were totally ashamed, you know. We're just cracking up on the inside because... You know, we've all been stupid and been dumb or whatever, and we're just like, you know, just loving them and, you know, giving them the stern voice, Pastor, you know, and we're like, oh, man, uh, hopefully we can cure it now so you can do some of the stupid things that I did, you know. And anyway, it's just, it's just really neat to see, to see how, they're, how they're growing and they're changing. Anyway. And, and you know, so I, I know, is it, is it noon? Do we need to stop? Okay. Um, what God is doing, and, and I say this to you because you guys are a part of it. You know, you give here, you're planted here, you worship here and so you're a part of this I mean you know we are we are just who we are you know we just went because we felt like God was telling us to go and started out you know in baby step by baby step the school has gotten bigger and there's been more opportunity to influence you know especially the children for the Lord um where am I going hold on I'm coming back I'm getting there um but I mean I my mind is blown by the platform that we have to share about God and his son Jesus, of course, to the students, you know, they're like a captive audience, but their parents, you know, and, and the kids are going home and ministering, even unaware, unbeknownst to them, to their parents. And, you know, for some of these parents, you know, they're not convinced when I share or when he shares or some other grown-up, you know, they think that we've all been forced, you know, been forced to be Christians or whatever. But when their child says something to them. We believe that many of them are going to get saved because of what they see in their kids and what their kids come home and say to them and share with them. And so it's, gosh, it's just, it's getting, it's just a, a, a very big honor to be a part of that because they're important too. You know, many times when you go overseas, people think, well, you know, you don't just minister to the poor, so you're not really a ministry. These are, half of the school is you know, probably wealthy North Americans, Europeans, but half not and then all kinds of people in between, but God loves them too. They're important too. Uh, their children are certainly important, and their children are hungry to know that there is a God who created them and who loves them and who has a plan for their lives. They're so receptive. Okay, so in wrapping up, here's where we're at, guys. Our school, we are at capacity. We rent space. 
um, from a guy who has the building for sale. He's an older gentleman. He's wanting to move on and wanting to sell the building. We don't want the building because it, it's not the right fit for us. Um, and I'll go as quickly as I can, but we've had three different developers in the area come to us and say, we'd like to figure out a way for your school to be a part of our real estate development projects down here because schools sell real estate. If somebody has kids, the first thing they look for is not a floor plan for a house. It's what schools are in the area. So God has really given us this platform. And after meeting with a couple of them, um, two of them have come together and they're, they're trying to come up with a deal where we could get a school or a, a, an area that's roughly about six acres. And over time, um, we'll be able to pay for the ground. The ground right now is worth about $600,000. Um, and we, the school that we want to build, we're talking um, a zero footprint school, all solar, um, with science labs and biology labs and all these different things. It's going to cost about a million dollars to build it, our rough estimate. So we're, we're in need really for about $1.6 million. That's where we're at. And it sounds crazy, but you know what? God is bigger than... Than, than, than those things. And so that's how we need you to pray for us in the ministry line um, is God make a way for us to build this school because that is what it's going to take. But we believe that we will be the premier private school really in all of Costa Rica. And we have a goal to be in all of Latin America. And we're going to have sister schools. We're going to plant other schools when the time is right. Um, so that number is big, and it can be scary, but you know what? God is big enough to see it happen, you know, to bring it to pass. So just pray with us. That's where we're at. And then on a personal level, um, we're trying to build a house for ourselves down there because we, we still aren't in our own house, and so our, our goal is to build our own house this year. So if you think about us, pray for us along those lines that we can figure out a way for, for that all to come together. Thank you so much for joining us. If this message has blessed you today, we invite you to visit us in person at Faith Community Church or online at FCCIndianapolis.com.